sharing spaces, and sharing stories. That's the goal of a partnership between True North Sports and Entertainment and a Winnipeg group working to provide thousands of hours of sports programming for kids right across the province. Greg, are you there? Oh, Greg's not back yet. Loren, are well, you there? I can pick it up for sure. So the group you're talking about, you mentioned True North having this partnership with this fabulous Winnipeg-based group. It's the Winnipeg Aboriginal Sport Achievement Centre. And so to tell us more about what WASAC, as we'll call it, does and this partnership with True North, and of course in a special event this weekend, we are joined by Kevin Chief, who is True North's Senior Advisor in Community Development. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's always great to get you on. And I remember doing stories on uh, Winnipeg Aboriginal Sport Achievement Center years ago and just being in awe of the work that goes on there. And I know it's an organization that's close to your heart. So can you tell us a bit more about it first for listeners who might not be familiar with the work it does? Because it started pretty small. I think there was just two coaches and a couple dozen kids in the beginning. But man, has it grown over the years? It has. Yeah, it started with uh, myself. Uh, a friend of mine, Pino Pisano from the city of Winnipeg, and Ron Chartrand, who is a longtime uh, vice president of the Manitoba Métis Federation. And what we wanted to do was to find a way to do sport, rec, and cultural activities. And it, it came off the momentum that was being built around the 2002 North American Indigenous Games. And so we wanted to try to figure out how to use those sport, rec, and cultural activities and shape that into leadership development and it didn't take long to build momentum to provide the service to young people, often a lot of low-income young people in Winnipeg. And in short order, we expanded it all throughout Manitoba in isolated First Nation and Métis communities. And it, in its very early days, we were able to build a relationship with Mark Chipman and at the time the Manitoba Moose to try to make the game hockey more accessible. Um, and so there's been this long uh, long-term partnership. I mean, we're pushing almost 20 years between True North and the Winnipeg Aboriginal uh, Sport Achievement Center, and we just continue to build on that year after year. So it's been pretty amazing. What communities talk about some some of the communities that are involved, and maybe some success stories that have come along the way. Individuals that may have taken advantage of the opportunities provided. Yeah, so we work with communities like uh, Shimanawa, Pungasi, like these are some of the isolated communities, the uh, Métis community of Duck Bay. Um, these are communities that uh, recently we've heard a lot about because they've been devastated by COVID. And so we've also been able to use young people to be able to um, get them involved in WASAC through, uh, you know, often summer employment and then get jobs. Um, you know, there's a, a young man named Riley Nipanak who started at WASAC and, you know, went on to be part of a program. He had a, a job placement with True North, and now he's leading his own uh, youth organization called Initiative. And you, you, you saw them in action when we just went through this really incredible cold spell. And it was a group of young people providing support and services to people experiencing homelessness. And so someone like Riley is not only touched by WASAC, but had opportunities with True North and now continues to work within that network. Um, but the foundation for him was sport rec and cultural activities that led him into the, you know, this incredible leader he is now. And so we've been able to help 
you know, thousands of young people like that throughout Manitoba. And we try to make sure that anything we do in Winnipeg is also we're reaching the northern part of our province as well as part of it. So what's happening this weekend? So this weekend is sort of like the crescendo of this long-term partnership. So we have something called Wasac Night. So our our team uh, is the first team in the National Hockey League to ban the headdress many years ago. Uh, first team to do a land acknowledgement, and we did that as part of the Heritage Classic. Uh, you know, the first team to indigenize our both the Jets and the Moose logos in a time where sports logos are very controversial. We're on the other side of that, and that was led by Leticia Spence, who is a Wasac alumni, but who's been working very closely with the True North team. So this coming Saturday, 6 p.m., it's Jets versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the whole theme of that game, you'll hear from, uh, you'll see young people, you'll get these stories, we're honouring our elders, like uh, the legendary Ray St. Germain is going to be singing the national anthem, who's like a Manitoba cultural icon. Uh, for the first time, we're going to be launching Indigenous Symbolism, driven by community for the First Nation Métis Inuit when the land acknowledgement's done. And I got to say that we just announced that these products that we put the Indigenous Jets and Moose logos, it was so supported by our community that we just announced over $62,000 of the proceeds, True North, uh, gave that, donated that to Wasac so that young people in northern Manitoba have more access to sport, rec, and cultural activities. So whether you're Indigenous and non-Indigenous, if you buy any of the Wasac jet gear, 100% of those proceeds goes to uh, young people in northern Manitoba for more sport, rec, and cultural opportunities. And I just got to take a moment right now to thank by far the best fans in the National Hockey League and everybody who supported uh, us along the way to be able to get that kind of support from our community, you know, on behalf of the team at True North, on behalf of the team at Wasac, uh, I want to thank our community for doing that. You're, you're really putting a lot of smiles on children and young people's faces in communities that have been absolutely devastated by COVID. And so, this coming Saturday, it's going to be a celebration of our collective history of Indigenous sport, uh, culture, and pride through stories and our songs and our youth and our elders. So we're very excited. The logos are beautiful. We just got dropped off at the station and, and Brett sent me a picture because, of course, I'm working at home, Kevin, of just the different T-shirts and jerseys and all the rest that you can get to help support the cause and help help kids and communities across this province um, just be empowered through sport. So the clothing alone is beautiful. But before we let you go, I'm just curious, what does it mean? Those Some people might think it's a small thing, like the land acknowledgement, um, the uh, Ray St. Germain singing the national anthem, but it's, it's, it's such a big step forward in incorporating uh, everything that we need to talk about into the game itself in terms of uh, recognizing and acknowledging the, the great history of Indigenous peoples in this province? Yeah, you know, the best way for me to answer that question is, is like this. When we ban the headdress, mm-hmm. one of the things that True North has always done is to seek the advice and guidance and support of the Indigenous community. So when that happened, Mark Chipman phoned former Grand Chief Derek Nipanak, but also uh, Elder Whitebird, who is the treaty commissioner, before that decision was made. And then last year, I was on CGOB, and the question was, because we, for the first time in the National Hockey League, 
we heard the national anthem done in Anishinaabe. And so when I came on your station, it was like, how will the fans know when to yell True North if the anthem is going to be done in Anishinaabe? And it was done by the strong Anishinaabe girl warrior singers. And when that anthem was done, there was a moment where all the fans knew exactly when to yell True North. And those girls' faces smiled. These children's faces smiled. But what people didn't see is that behind the Jets bench, I was with Elder Whitebird. And he looked at me, and he literally had tears in his eyes. And he said, never in my lifetime did I ever think I would be seeing children that remind me of my granddaughter, that they'd be singing our national anthem in our language. He is somebody who's a residential school survivor and went through the worst things that any child would have to go through simply to want to speak his language. And there he was watching close to 16,000 fans embrace that. I, I don't, it's so hard to explain the impact of that, that it just really, really matters. And that's what this night's about. It's, it's not just a celebration of Indigenous pride, but that celebration of the collective pride and mm-hmm. making sure that every child and their gifts and talents are used on this platform, but just loved and embraced by our community. And I'm just so... Uh, appreciative of that level of support um so yeah kevin chief true north's senior advisor in community development thank you very much for joining us this morning we appreciate the time as always sir yeah thank you thank you for having me on